Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Tuesday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM. WRUF, I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports as Zach is our producer today. Hope you enjoyed another edition of Inside the Huddle. I always do. Today, uh, we're going to talk to Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus, talk a little National Football League, and then uh, Mike Gillespie, Gator grad up in uh, Columbia, working television sports up there. We'll talk to you about Florida's next opponent in football, the South Carolina Gamecocks. Call us up in the Clear Sound Audiology phone line, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Tomorrow, Todd Ellis, the play-by-play voice of Carolina, will join us. Thursday, Laura Rutledge from ESPN will join us. And Max Chadwick from Pro Football Focus will talk some college football uh, as well. So we're still working on more guests, but those are some of the ones we already have booked for you. Um, I, I hope as I throw this out for discussion today, the point I'm going to try to get across resonates. Let me see if I can do this. Obviously, in the summertime, when I sat here and we talked together, one of my questions to you was, how many games do you think Florida will win? And it varied from four to probably eight or nine. And then, you know, somewhere in the middle. But I guess what I'm looking for now is exactly what the pulse of Gator Nation is when it comes to the football program and Billy Napier. I still get a sense that there is dissatisfaction with the offense he runs. I get the sense there is dissatisfaction with not throwing the ball downfield more. Uh, and I get, I sense some dissatisfaction at how he uh, conducts himself on the sideline. His press conferences are too boring, you know, all of that. So just let me know where you are here. I would really like to know that. Also, Major League Baseball playoffs. How about the Braves last night? Braves pulling off that great defensive play to beat the Phillies. And how about the Diamondbacks? I was watching the game last night when the Dodgers gave up three in the first and they had Zach Gellin pitching. I thought, oh boy. And Arizona did win. And the Rangers have a chance to take out Baltimore. And I was rooting for Baltimore. But it is, look, I wonder also if you're a baseball fan, would you prefer a World Series that has like, you know, the Dodgers and uh, the Yankees? Or do you prefer a World Series that's got, I don't know, Texas and Arizona? So let me know. All right, let's take some calls, I hope. If not, it'll be a long day. 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Uh, got a couple of emails here. 
Doug, I'm not, I'm sorry, not Doug, Brian says, with this team being four and two going into this week is a huge accomplishment. This Carolina game now becomes the biggest game of the year. Sound familiar? I pointed to the three-game stretch, Kentucky, Vandy, South Carolina, as the fork in the road for this season. Pull off the Carolina game, and no reasonable Florida fan should complain about being 5-2 and two when playing Georgia. Are you hearing any updates on our injured players returning for the game? We won't know that till tomorrow. Also, if you have any of your listeners who can recommend some good eats in Columbia, let me know. His 8-year-old son are hitting the road for their first away Gator game. So, Brian, it's been a while for me. <clears throat> Maybe when I talk to Mike today, I'll ask him because he lives there. Uh, for, for a good place for you to eat. Uh, but if a Gator fan has a particular good place to eat up there, you can let me also know that today uh, as you call in. Um, David says, uh, to answer your question you just posed, Steve, uh, I'm wait and see on Billy. I want him to succeed. I understand and think he's got a formula that he thinks is going to win I'm just not sure it's going to work, but I'm willing to give it a chance. Okay, fair enough. Um, Mike says, "Any have you heard anything on Gator baseball fall practices? No, they've only had two. Um, I'm going to go out there one of these days uh, to check it out a little bit, but uh, no, haven't heard a whole lot. But hopefully Kevin O'Sullivan will come on after fall to kind of let you know where his team is. And I think there's an exhibition game that softball's playing, I think, tonight, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Um, okay, I'll get one quick call. i got to wait. I've got guests at 12.15 and 12.30. After that, it'll be an entirely free day. Bill, hello. Hello. Uh, your question about... Billy Napier, mm -hmm. in my opinion, he's doing everything right. Uh, school is still out on whether he will be successful or not. But as far as how he's recruiting, as far as how he's running the program, it's by far the best that I've seen in years. We'll see, but I think he should be given three years. I would like to see uh, – Mr. Strickland, uh, have a big advertising campaign to tell some of our fans to keep their mouths shut and give him a chance because it, it hurts recruiting, it hurts the program when we are trying to fire a coach after one year and five, six games. Uh, it's completely ridiculous. I mean, if you look at Kentucky, they're doing fairly well, and they didn't fire their coach after two or three years when he wasn't doing well. And you can point to a number of other programs, same thing, that if they had faith and kept their coach and gave him a chance, they developed a program. And he, did, he Billy inherited a mess, needless to say. So it's going to take a little longer than if he had had a great group of kids there that all wanted to play football. Okay. Appreciate your call. Thank you. Uh, Bernard, i got to make it quick. Hello. Hey, Steve. Uh, we're at the game uh, Saturday. Uh, you got PSO. Great. I don't know why I'm thinking, why not 
go a fly route, that these guys are on the island, and just test. And the other thing is this. I heard the caller, three years is not nearly enough. I come out with the P word for patient because my question is you, Kentucky ran up and down the field on us, and and Georgia kicked them to sleep. My question to you is the gap between Florida and, and, the, and the University of Florida is it that wide and what it's going to take for us to close that gap and be competitive against Georgia? About to find out in two weeks. Simple right. as that. I mean, look, you can have a bad day, right, and does mm-hmm. it mean that you're like that all the way? You know, Georgia hadn't been that efficient offensively most of the year, and they had a really good day the other day. And so, I mean, was it because they were just hyped to play? They hadn't really played anybody, but – what really matters is when you play against each other, and that'll happen in a couple of weeks. Appreciate your call, Bernard. Thank you. 1215 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN 98.1 FM, A50 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, A50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. It's Andrea Casablanco. Tonight, in the MLB playoffs, the Texas Rangers host the Baltimore Orioles for Game 3 of the American League Division Series. The Texas Rangers are up 2-0 in the best-of-five series after beating Baltimore 11-8 in Game 2 on Sunday. Live coverage of tonight's game will start right here at 7.30. High school volleyball is back in full swing today as Newberry takes on Williston, Oak Hall battles Columbia, and Eastside faces Bell. In Gator sports, the golf teams enter the final round of their respective tournaments. The men's team stands in eighth at the Williams Cup after Monday's round one and two, while the women are in Chapel Hill for the Tar Heel Invitational, looking to win their second straight tournament. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Andrea Castiblanco. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palaka is one of the best charities you can get involved with in the state of Florida. It's in Palatka, and it does great work. They house at-risk young boys from difficult home environments, and they can turn their troubled lives around through your help, your donations of either unused or unwanted vehicles of just about any kind. They learn real-life skills because they get the vehicles, they fix them, they resell them. So if you have an unused or unwanted vehicle, please consider a donation to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. It is a tax-deductible donation. It helps a really solid cause. To find out more, Go to rbr.org or just Google Boys Ranch Palatka. Join us for the Hobby Horse Equestrian Games presented by AgPro Companies of Ocala on October 21st at the Florida Horse Park. Enjoy the parade of horse breeds, take a free hayride, and learn horse sports by competing from the safety of a stick horse. Win ribbons and trophies in barrel racing, show jumping, roping, racing, and polo. Don't forget to horse around with us on October 21st from 10 to 6 p.m. at the Florida Horse Park. Free admission for all. When you're in town either before or after the game and you've got an appetite, you need to get over to Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries just blocks from the stadium. Hey, it's Steve Russell. If you haven't eaten one of their Florida-raised beef burgers, you're missing out. Try their juicy chicken burger with fresh hot fries and a hand-spun milkshake as well. They also have salads and vegan options. Dick Mondell's knows better ingredients make better meals. You'll taste the difference. Walk up, drive through, or order ahead online. Open seven days a week, Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. After a storm, unlicensed contractors prey on homeowners. Always hire a contractor with a state-issued license. 
verify if your contractor is state licensed at MyFloridaLicense.com. Here's the kickoff, and this game is underway. Can't make it to the game? This season, make sure you get the best at-home experience with video and audio from Electronics World. EW features big-screen HD TVs and projectors from Sony and super sound from Yamaha, Sony, and Marantz with speakers from Bowers and Wilkins, Geff, and Martin Logan. See and hear for yourself. Visit Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. At the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, there's always excitement around football, family, and the first hint of the fall season. Family owned and operated since 1975, the Wood Stove is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric stoves and fireplaces. Visit our showroom today to see our large selection of contemporary and traditional styles. Give your fireplace a facelift with our custom glass doors, screens, tool sets, and more. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, downtown Gainesville, or visit woodstoveflorida.com. It's everybody's favorite time of year, Gator football season. And where do Gator fans gather before, during, and after Gator football games? Easy, the social at Midtown, Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar. Located right across the street from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Stop in before the game for a few drinks and a bite to eat and then walk to the stadium. And if you don't have tickets to the game, The Social has 60 huge flat screen TVs. You'll even be able to hear the roar of the crowd from The Social's rooftop bar. See you at The Social at Midtown. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is Coach Steve Spurry, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, we welcome you back. Going to bring in Brad Spielberger. Always a pleasure to talk to him, talk a little National Football League from Pro Football Focus. And Brad, I promoted you being on, and I've got two emails for questions for you. How about that? Um, I love it. Yeah, Steve <laughs> says, what do you think the Jaguars' biggest strength and their biggest weakness is? I think the strength for them is the playmakers. I know there's been some down weeks at times for, you know, Calvin Ridley and, and Christian Kirk. They had a lot of drops early on in the season. But, I mean, I guess I should say Trevor Lawrence uh, is the biggest strength. But, uh, you know, has a good offensive unit to work with. He, he was great, I thought, in Buffalo. Uh, was 10 of 15 for 180 yards and a touchdown on throws 10-plus yards downfield. The weakness for me, I think the offensive line is getting better. We may have talked about, you know, adding mm-hmm. Jeff Robinson back in the fold. My issue is still, look, Josh Allen's a very good player on the edge, um, and Trayvon Walker, I know, is the number one overall pick, obviously getting better each week. But I still think they need to be a team that looks into adding depth off the edge to get more of a consistent pass rush on opposing quarterback. Paul says, don't get me wrong, I'm an Anthony Richardson fan, and I want him to do well, but it's already the third time he's been hurt in his rookie season. Is this an issue for the Colts and him? I don't think so. I mean, obviously, it's never great to see. And I know he did get the concussion on a run. Uh, you know, the shoulder this past week, I want to say he was kind of scrambling to the right when he went down, landed awkwardly on that right shoulder. But I wouldn't call that, you know, injury related to you know, his running style of play. I think that was more of a, you know, quote-unquote pocket passer type of injury, even though he was rolling out. So, no, it's unfortunate. It's bad timing. You'd love to see him develop. Um, but, no, he, he's a big dude. Uh, I think he's going to take a lot of shots over the years and, and more often will be able to play through them and not get hurt. 
I think it's just kind of bad variance early on in his career. Okay, now some of my questions. Just saw where uh, Devon A. Shane is hurt, and, and he was lighting it up. I know they've got uh, Raheem Mostert there, but is that a big injury for the Dolphins? It is. I mean, whenever you remove a guy who's averaging, what, like nine, ten <laughs> yards a carry, yeah. um, you know, he's like, he's not even top 50, I think, in carries, and, he, and he's like third in rushing yards. Um, you know, also a good receiver out of the backfield. Has a, a couple nice catches as well. I want to say he's top five in touchdown scored at the running back position as well. So, of course it is, but I do think you add Jeff Wilson, who who had his practice window activated today um, to get back in the fold. You know, this offensive scheme is so, so good that Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson should be able to hold on the fort. Um, but, yeah, definitely not going to say it's not a big loss. A-Chan has been remarkable so far this year. A team that baffles me, Brad, is Baltimore. They They could have really seized control of the division – and they laid an egg. I mean, Pittsburgh's defense is decent, but 10 points. And I, I don't know, Lamar Jackson one week looks like he's great. The next week, not so good. What do you make of the Ravens? Yeah, this was a funny one. Lamar Jackson was actually our highest-graded passer in the entire NFL this past week. We had wow. the Baltimore Ravens, yes, uh, which I know sounds crazy. You look at the box score, and yeah, the interception in the end zone was not a good throw. Obviously, had the, the strip sack fumble to close the game as well. But we had the Ravens with seven drops in this game. It's the third most drops in a game since 2017. I mean, that's how bad it was. They had two drop touchdowns from Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman. They had two drops on throws 20-plus yards downfield. That would have, one of them, I think, was a touchdown on Nelson Aguilar. The other was a 40-, 50-yard gain to Zay Flowers. And then three more drops throughout this game as well. So, it, it, it was an unfortunate loss. I mean, this is one of the more dominant 10-point outings I think I've seen from a quarterback in a very long time. Um, he is still our most accurate quarterback on throws 10-plus yards downfield by 10 percentage points over the second-highest quarterback. So you got to get the you know got to get guys to catch the ball. I'm not making a ton of excuses. He can play better as well. Um, but I think this is the best version of Lamar Jackson we've seen since 2019. They'll clean it up. They'll figure it out. But it definitely was a bad loss. Let me go to what ha- I watched the New England game, and I'm not a New England fan, Brad, but that was painful. That was just hard to watch. And if you think about it, tell me if I'm wrong here, but even in the salad years with Brady, if you take um, Randy Moss out of the mix, they have not had elite receivers in New England. It was just a lot of Tom Brady and some good receivers. But now their receivers are not any good and their quarterback's not good. So my question is twofold. Can this get turned around? And if this was really bad, Belichick's getting close to Shula. Would he consider not coaching anymore? You can be honest. The Jets fan and you enjoyed it a little bit, right? It wasn't uh, you're right. But it was hard to watch. But, but yes. It was oh, certainly hard to watch. I really don't think they can turn around. I think they have – Arguably the worst pass-catching core in the NFL. I think they have a bottom-five offensive line. And, frankly, I think they have a bottom-10, maybe bottom-five quarterback. I mean, I think this is the least talented offense in the NFL. Uh, They're now either last or second-to-last in EPA per play, last or second-to-last in success rate. I mean, nothing's working for them. Even Ramondre Stevenson, uh, I think, again, the blocking's not good, but I think he also is just not playing his best football, not making players miss in space, not hitting the holes at the right time. Their offense is as bad as it possibly gets, and I really look. It may not be that bad. Obviously, they play, you know, very good defenses in Dallas and New Orleans the last two weeks. But I mean, literally, did nothing on offense in either of those games. Um, I, I don't think it gets any better anytime soon. 
As for Belichick, I mean, I still go back to, look, this defense is still top 10 in pretty much any metric you want to look at. They did lose Matthew Judon and Christian Gonzalez, who might be their two best defensive players at this point. Um, They have a couple other good names, but, but those are impact, you know, explosive splash play kind of guys. I think the thing with Belichick is he, he does need to lose the, the personnel decision power that he currently has. They just have not done a good job drafting um, and in creating through the last three, four years. I don't know if he's open to that. I think he probably wants full control, um, but I think he needs to at least share that control with a, a personnel person that comes from outside the building that's not just a, a groomed guy from New England um, because it's just not working. Uh, I watched the Vikings give the Chiefs a good game the other day. Uh, and I think the Vikings have talent, but they're one in four. And there's a lot of people who are clamoring for the Vikings to trade Kirk Cousins. And I get, you know, if you're not going to keep him, trade him now while he's got value. Is it too soon for the Vikings to think along those lines, or should they get rid of him? Now that Justin Jefferson is out for at least a month, you know, if not longer, with that hamstring injury that can always linger for guys. And also, you know, I I don't think it was an accident. Adam Schefter tweeting out this morning, you know, Jefferson didn't get the contract he wanted. Maybe he stays out longer than just those four weeks. Um, I don't think it's too soon. Uh, Look, I agree with you. This actually is a good team. They now have three one-score losses to the Chiefs, Chargers, and Eagles. Like, it's not – they're not – just like they weren't a 13 or 14 last year, they're not a 1-14 and now, but – But without Jefferson, uh, it's a massive, massive problem. I think he is the most valuable non-quarterback in the entire NFL. Um, Yes, I think you trade Daniel Hunter. Uh, I think you trade, you know, K.J. Osborne, the wide receiver. You trade any player that another team thinks has value. And when it comes to Kirk, I know it's complicated. I know, you know, you're you're trotting out either, you know, a rookie Jaron Hall or a veteran, you know, journeyman in in Jordan Tom, who it's going to be super ugly. They're probably not going to win another game this year. But if they're being honest with themselves, they want to pick a quarterback as early as possible. That is the only pass back to contention in a short window. You know, teams don't tank. It's not a reality. I'm kind of wasting my breath talking about it. But, yeah, I mean, Kirk's probably not going to be back next year. Why would you not get a draft pick right now? You know, call the Jets, call the Falcons, see if you can get a draft pick now. Um, It does make sense in a vacuum, but NFL teams just don't do it. Last question. Uh, I was very gleeful when uh, America's team went and got roasted by San Francisco. Um, I, I've never understood the Dallas hype. Maybe I'm just not buying it. Uh, Prescott was terrible. So where is this Dallas team now? I bought into the hype this year, and, and you know, obviously they're not, they're not in that upper echelon with San Francisco, who I think is probably the best football team in the NFL, top to bottom, even with Brock Purdy, who I think is – He's not terrible, but I think he's still like a 15 to 20th best quarterback in the NFL range. But, but yeah, I mean, they, they have serious problems. You look at their tapes in this past game, I mean, not a good game plan at all for Mike McCarthy. Guys were not open in any way, shape, or form. A lot of static, you know, no motion, static routes. Guys not getting – really just creating no separation. And, of course, that falls on the players to a degree. Um, you had a couple misses to Brandon Cooks, you know, from Dak as well. But, yeah, I, I mean, the coaching on offense has not been good. I think the loss – of Kellen Moore is very noticeable, particularly down in the red zone, where Dallas was top five last year, the Chargers are top five this year, and Dallas is now, I want to say, 26 in red zone conversion rate. You know, I, I think that's a Kellen Moore to a degree. You know, that's part of the issue. So I still think they're a playoff team. I still think they're a top five team in the NFC conference. Um, but, yeah, my belief that they were 
up there with San Fran and Philadelphia, uh, I don't think was correct. All right. As always, Brad, where can people see your work? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at PFF underscore Brad, and all my content's coming out of PFF.com. Thank you, sir. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thank you. You got it, Brad. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus 1230. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. First look at South Carolina. Mike Gillespie up at ABC7 in Columbia. We'll talk about the Gamecocks next. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Ah, the cooler weather. We've waited months for this breath of fall air. And Polaris of Gainesville is ready for it. Hunting season, camping, riding the trails without the blistering heat, or simply enjoying the great outdoors with family and friends is way more enjoyable with a new Polaris Ranger or out exploring in the all-new Polaris Expedition with thousands of dollars in rebates. Military and first responders get discounts and even interest rates as low as 1.49%. It's the perfect time to upgrade your ride. Polaris of Gainesville is giving top dollar for trades and all trades are welcome. The 2024s are arriving and the 2023's must go. Polaris of Gainesville has a huge inventory to select from with big rebates and promotional financing. Waiting will cost you money. Now's the time. Polaris of Gainesville is the place. US 441 between Gainesville and Alachua. Let us help you start having fun at a price you can afford. With approved credit, always wear a helmet, never drink and drive online at polarisofgainesville.com. Mike Lester is the founder of Talon Wealth. I can't believe how much attention Talon's advertising has been receiving. All I said was, I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity, and nobody should sell you an annuity either. So here's the thing. I was a very successful annuity salesperson back in the day, but I evolved as a financial advisor, as a fiduciary. I just don't know how, as a fiduciary, you can promote products that pay you a commission before your clients make a dime. So all of you out there pushing and selling annuities to your clients, explain to them who's paying for your radio advertisements, who's producing your radio show. After you answer those questions, then explain to me why I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity. That's all there is to it. Mike, you pay for all of our advertising. I produce our radio stuff and I work for Talon Wealth. That's right, Christian. We don't have to sell annuities to provide income to people in retirement. More at guardingyournestegg.com. Advisory services through Talent Private Wealth and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Florida License D056341.
I was in a car accident that ultimately resulted in the death of my best friend. I initially contacted another law firm and I thought I was confident in that decision. As time went on, I was at a loss. I eventually reached out to Melden Law from a family friend who knows Carrie himself and I gave him a call and they completely changed everything for me. If we can help you, give us a call at 1-800-373-8000. At Melden Law, we won't back down. Time for your UF bookstore break right here on Sports Scene with me, Steve Russell. Give me a break. Give me a break. Log on to WRUF.com and sign up to win a $25 gift card to the UF bookstore in the Wright Union. Just our way of gearing you up and saying thank you right here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. UF Weather Center. Here is your WRUF weather update. Today, a mixture of sunny clouds turning a little more humid and a little warmer than the past few days. Highs today in the upper 70s. Some spots to our south might make it into the lower 80s. Tonight, increasing cloudiness, feeling more humid. Lows tomorrow morning in the lower 60s. Throughout the day tomorrow, we'll be watching an area of low pressure. That should increase cloud cover and give us a chance for afternoon storms. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. This is the swap. No play action. Pocket closing. Sacked at the 15 yard line. Yes, sir. Florida hits the road to face the South Carolina Gamecocks. 15, 10 to the house. Touchdown, Gators. Kickoff is set for 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central, with pregame coverage beginning at 12.30 Eastern, 11.30 a.m. Central, right here on your home for Florida Gators football. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF. No radio access? Don't worry. We have you covered. Listen to Gators play-by-play anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Big game in Columbia Saturday for both teams in the SEC. Gators and the Gamecocks. Pleasure to bring in the sports director at ABC7 in Columbia and a Gator grad. Mike Gillespie is here. Mike, good to have you, my friend. Welcome. Hey, thanks so much, Steve. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, hope uh, hope you're doing really, really well in Gainesville so far uh, this football season. Yeah, it's, uh, as you can imagine, a little up and down here. Uh, sure. some, some fans happy, some not. Um, okay, we talked... Uh, in the summer about South Carolina, and you expressed some reservations. Um, have some of those reservations come true at, uh, to this juncture of the season? Yes. Um, how much time do you have? <laughs> uh, uh, yes. So offensive line has been a huge issue for Carolina this year. They allowed nine sacks. I repeat, nine sacks, uh, which was the most, I think, in almost 30 years. Uh, that was a long time ago at this point in the season, so uh, I, I don't remember exactly what that uh, stat was, but it was it hadn't happened in a long, long time. Uh, then protection issues again at Tennessee uh, two weeks ago on a Saturday night. Um, you know, like that place was loud. It was crazy. Um, you know, so communication problems there. Uh, they, the running back has kind of fixed itself a little bit. They've gone to uh, a kid named Mario Anderson. He's a D2 transfer, but 
again, Steve, like he's a D2 transfer, uh, and he's looked good in open space. I mean, he's a, he's a fast kid. Um, but, you know, they started the season with a kid who came to Carolina as a quarterback, and the quarterback didn't work out, so he moved to wide receiver, wide receiver didn't work out, so then they made him the starting running back. And lo and behold, that didn't work out either. So, so, um, so now they've got a D2 running back. Uh, it's been fixed a tad. You know, on the other side, though, Spencer Rattler has been, you know, incredible at times. Um, and, you know, if Carolina wins football games, it's really because Rattler has played just out of his mind. Um, so yeah, I, they have. They definitely have. I think defensive line has been another issue that we talked about too. Um, you know, in the summer, and you know, USC just hasn't been able to uh, to, to stop the run at times or, or sack the quarterback. How big a game? Yeah, I mean, for Florida, you win this. You get a. Yeah. They haven't done well on the road. You get a road win. Yeah. It quiets that aspect of it. You're five and two, getting ready to play Georgia after a bye week. So let's flip this. Yeah. How big, after a bye week, how big a game is this for Carolina going forward? Yeah, I think it's huge uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, you know, the, the honeymoon is, is over for Shane Beamer. Um, you know, and that's sad because I like, I like Shane a lot. Uh, he is, you know, by far and away my favorite coach that I've, I've really ever covered. Um, and, you know, so, and he's, he's a heck, heck of a coach. I mean, you know, and it's it's kind of sad to see the fan base kind of turn a little bit, but you know that's what happens. You know, in year three, when you know you you won eight games last year, you know first season you were I think project I think they were honestly Steve I think they were projected three and a half I believe in his first season was the over under mm-hmm. from Vegas, and then they they go on to to win the bowl. I think they won seven games that year. Um, but, you know, now you're starting to see the effects of NIL and the transfer portal and Carolina can't keep up, you know, with some of the bigger ones financially. Um, and I think fans are starting to say, you know, is this the right guy to lead us, you know, back to the Spurrier days? Um, you know, and the other part about this is, Steve, if, you know, th- if Carolina doesn't win this one, then all of a sudden you're looking at maybe four to five wins this season because they go on the road to Missouri, they go on the road to Texas A&M. That's back to back, by the way. I don't know who who they pissed off at the SEC to make that work, but yeah. uh, but they have to go to Missouri and go to Texas A&M back to back, and that's no fun. So they're not winning either one of those games, and I don't think they're beating Clemson at the end of the year either. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think Florida has a much better shot at this point to to win to to get to a bowl game. Carolina needs this win against Florida to get to a bowl game this year. Whereas Florida doesn't need to win, I don't think, this bowl, this, this game to get to a bowl. Uh, I don't know how much is publicized there because not much is here, Mike, when it comes to NIL and you know how active some of those groups have been in getting players sure. in the fold. <clears throat> Can you tell us from your world, how active mm-hmm. is Carolina in that? Very, but but with very specific players. Um, you know, Spencer Rattler's agent is a pretty good friend of mine. Um, he and I talked a lot, um, you know, at the beginning of the year. And, you know, they negotiated a really good contract, the um, 
the, the, the NIL group here, the collective, uh, they negotiated a really good deal for, for Spencer Rattler. Uh, that was a, obviously the biggest piece of the puzzle for the 2023 season was getting him back in the fold. But then, you know, what, what happened after that, you see, you know, Jordan Birch, who was arguably one of Carolina's best defensive linemen, he goes to Oregon. Um, half of Carolina's defensive line goes to Florida State because the, the deals were just sweeter. Um, so it's, you know, it's kind of becoming an issue. Um, and it's not, I, I really do hate to say this, um, but, you know, we're living in an era right now, as you well know, where, you know, hey, you you can literally pay to win ball games now. Um, and I don't think Carolina has been able to keep up really in that department. And, you know, it's showing on the field this year. Um, they were, honestly, Steve, they were very lucky to get to get Rattler back. Um, if he had had a much better year, um, even six games. I mean, the last two games last last year were incredible. If, if he had played like that all season, he would have gone. Uh, so th- they were very lucky to get him back, um, you know, and it's just, uh, again, like they, they entered, I, I can't, I told you this a million times, uh, or I, I feel like I have, but, you know, they were lucky to, um, uh, they were lucky to even have a, a running back this year uh, transfer from a D2 school. Mm. So that just kind of shows you where, you know, where they were at. All right. It, give me a scenario, Mike, against Florida <clears throat> where you think, how does Carolina win? Yeah, I, I think Carolina wins in the passing game. Um, but, you know, Florida has been, I, I still, I, I think I read this morning that they are still the top-ranked pass defense in the SEC. Um, I'm not sure how that's possible after last Saturday, uh, but it, it is. And, it, you know, Carolina's won ball games by throwing the ball, letting Spencer Rattler air it out, getting good protection for Rattler, uh, getting it to a wide receiver named Xavier Leggett, uh, number 17 for USC, who you will see time and time again on Saturday. Um, you know, Florida can't shut down Xavier Leggett. It could be a long day for the Gators. Um you know, I, I think that is their best chance to win. And then on the opposite side, you know, stopping Florida's rush attack, um, you know, which Carolina hasn't been able to do this season. They haven't been able to stop the run. Um, if, you know, if they can stop, you know, Florida's run game, I think that's the path to victory for USC. Going to be interesting uh, to see what happens up in Columbia on Saturday. Always appreciate you, Mike. Thanks for taking the time. And, uh, We'll, we'll after after Saturday we'll get a little better gauge in this I guess. Yeah, no, for sure, and I think um, you know it opened as a, a one point spread. Um, you know, it's it's really time for for Billy Napier to show uh, how organized he he is as a head coach, and you know show that by going to a tough place to play and getting a win. Um, and honestly, Steve, you know, again we talk about penalties. That's that's going to be a, another big part of this because it's going to be very, very loud on Saturday. Okay. Good talking with you, Mike. Thanks for the time. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Steve. You got it, Mike. Had a pleasure of teaching him uh, when he was here at the University of Florida. Uh, Gator grad Mike Gillespie, now the sports director up at ABC7 in Columbia. So, see, it isn't just at Florida where there are issues with the coach and where – the patience level isn't very good. 
And again, what did Mike just say? I think it spoke volumes when he said, I'm paraphrasing, a level of impatience to get back to the spurrier days. To the spurrier days. Sound familiar? Huh? Sound familiar? I keep telling you this and no one wants to hear it. It is not easy to get to those days because if it were, I could do it. it it's not easy. 1246, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Victoria Alves. The Texas Rangers and the Baltimore Orioles will play Game 3 of an AL Division Series tonight. The Rangers are up 2-0, so one more victory will punch their ticket to the League Championship Series. Live coverage starts here at 7.30. Next up, the NHL is back in action tonight, and the Tampa Bay Lightning will host the Nashville Predators for their home opener. The Lightning returned 16 players who saw action with the team last season, including 8 of their 10 leading scorers. Top point getter Nikita Kutrov is back after posting 113 points last season. And high school volleyball will continue tonight with matches including Oak Hall versus Columbia, Union County takes on Bradford, and Santa Fe plays Forest. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Victoria Alves. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Attention Florida. You know, the first time I went to Southeast Car Agency, I wasn't quite sure what I was going to find. I heard about this place that only had used vehicles. I was skeptical. But when I went in, the first thing I noticed was the quality of the vehicles. And then I noticed the variety of the vehicles. Lots to choose from. Lots of different makes and models. And that was impressive. And then I dealt with their salespeople. They never tried to push a vehicle on me, never tried to hard sell me. They just let me simply walk down with a list of the vehicles. I could check them out for myself. And when I was ready to test drive a vehicle, they gladly let me do it. Well, they've been doing that same thing for me <clears throat> for years, and they will do the very same thing for you. If you're looking for a new car, this is not the place to go. But if you are looking for the best in late model, low mileage vehicles, Southeast Car Agency is the place to go with 40 years plus of the Cousins family running that business. It tells you longevity. It tells you quality. When you go see them in person, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to Southeast Car Agency. Drivers, October is National Pedestrian Safety Month, and we want to remind you that staying safe is a shared responsibility between you and pedestrians. Last year in Florida, there were over 10,000 pedestrian-related crashes. As a driver, be extra cautious and look out for pedestrians at all times. Slow down and yield to pedestrians in crosswalks. Failure to yield can result in a fine and three points on your license. Remember, safety starts with you. This message is brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. 
You know International Diamond Center is the best place to buy diamonds and fine jewelry. But did you also know IDC will buy from you? Diamonds, heirloom jewelry, estate jewelry, Swiss watches, coins. Don't be afraid to come in and get a price on something that maybe it's an heirloom that you want to sell or you're just checking to see the price. IDC owner Keith LeClaire has a vast network of collectors and buyers around the world, so IDC can always find a market for your jewelry. We always pay a very strong price to buy. There's a resale market that's there. And we pay top dollar for top merchandise. We have people all over the world that we sell to. So some collectors are going to pay way more than any consumer is going to pay. We'll give you the best possible price, no games played, and you'll get the check or the cash, whatever one you want. Let IDC appraise what's in your jewelry box. You might get a pleasant surprise. Sometimes they come in, they have no idea what's there, and then all of a sudden they walk out with a $28,000 check. International Diamond Center, online at shopidc.com. The head ball coach scores again. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager, is now available everywhere at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Smooth and refreshing with just enough of a crisp finish. Also available at most places you buy beer. If you don't see it, ask for it. A beer made by Gators for Gators. Make a great play and enjoy a cold one today. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager. Please drink responsibly. At the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, there's always excitement around football, family, and the first hint of the fall season. Family owned and operated since 1975, the Wood Stove is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric stoves and fireplaces. Visit our showroom today to see our large selection of contemporary and traditional styles. Give your fireplace a facelift with our custom glass doors, screens, tool sets, and more. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, downtown Gainesville. Or visit woodstoveflorida.com. Hey, it's Steve Russell. You need to get over to Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries just blocks from the stadium. If you haven't eaten one of their Florida-raised beef burgers, you're missing out. Try their juicy chicken burger with fresh hot fries and a hand-spun milkshake as well. Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street, Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. The Mary Wise Show, Monday evenings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. i got to tell you, the question I put out earlier today has had interesting responses. I'll get to those emails. I'm going to get to calls first. Alan will lead us off this, this time. Alan, hello? Hey, Steve. Um, talking about Billy, um, I, you know, I think generally I'm, uh, I like Billy. I like what he's doing with the program, uh, the good, the good young men they're bringing in and so forth. Um, obviously the only thing that I'm concerned about is winning. Um, uh, I, I might, you might put me in that entitlement category a little bit, but I, I'm, I'm <laughs> one of the ones that at least you admit it, uh, Alan, I, I give you that. Yeah. yeah that, uh, you know, has been a fan for 45 years and, um, you know, I, I I feel like it's not unreasonable to expect the Gators to, to be, you know, in the 10 win season category. Um, you know, I don't, I don't expect them to be winning national championship every year, but you know, for, for me, I think next year, year three, uh, the expanded playoff, you know, I think, uh, the Gators should be, uh, in that mix to get in the 12 team playoff next year. I think that's, that's a reasonable expectation. Um, so, uh, anyway, 
that's that's my two cents. Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you, Alan. Uh, that may be a little lofty, but I'm going to get to what because he's the third person um, in email or or this way that's mentioned about ten win seasons. I'm going to get to that in a second. Bring Rob to the show. Hi, Rob. Steve, I, I want to discuss the the battle ahead of us. I mean, that's next year, and right now we're trying to beat South Carolina. What do you What do you think? Uh, a dog fight in the trenches, um, low scoring. I don't know about a shootout because I don't know if either team could get there. But do you think that there might, might be more big plays? I mean, we gave up a lot against Kentucky. What do you think? What do you think? Well, the big plays against Kentucky were on the ground. I mean, they didn't yeah. do anything in the air. And against Vanderbilt, there were some big plays in the past game, but I thought Vandy's strength was their wide receiver group, and they're, they're good, and their quarterback mm-hmm. got on the ball. Um, I think Rattler's terrific, and you heard Mike say they've got a, a really good receiver in Leggett, um, but can they run the ball? And if they're, if they're one-dimensional, I just have a hard time seeing them winning, as long as Florida doesn't help them or turn the ball over or – you know, things like that. What Florida has to get over is the mental thing here about being on the road, you know, for whatever that is. Mm-hmm. If I'm Billy Napier, I'm telling him, screw this. Forget it. D- d- don't, y- I don't care if you're playing on Mars. Go out here and play the football you need to play, and let's go. Because if you start yeah. thinking, uh, and if they get down early, right, oh, boy, you know, here we go again. You, you cannot let that happen. No. You can't. No, no, but I will say against Kentucky, there were plays on the field that could have been made. We had a, you know, I'm not trying to go back to digging up old old bones or nothing, but we had a pick six, an, uh, um, a pass interference in the end zone, and then that penalty with the punt that really hurt us because I think we were shifting momentum there. Football's a game of momentum. So I hope that those young men realize when the play is on your, it's on you. Make the play, and um, get off, get off the field on third down, and let's just fight our asses off, Steve. Thank you. All right, thank you for your call, Tony. Hello. Hey, Steve. What's up, man? So hey, Tony. Uh, basically, it's uh, so uh, basically it's like old ball coach ruined two fan bases, huh? Yeah, I mean you you heard. <laughs> I mean yes, that's because again oh, that's man. the. That's the high point. That's the, and here you got two of them, obviously with Urban too, but that's what. Look, there's nothing wrong as a fan base with aspiring to that, but I keep saying this, and I'm going to say it until I'm blue in the face, that it demeans what Spurrier did. It demeans did, what Urban yeah. Meyer did because the way some fans are. Anybody, any schmo should come in there and win all like that. That's not how it works. That's why they're special. Yeah, for sure. Almost as if he knew what he was doing, that's for sure. Um, hey, Steve, have you had a chance to make it out to the ball game, to uh, the ballpark? To watch no, the I'm going to try to go out uh, later this week. I got to tell you, man, the uh, young arms that Sully has brought in, it's only been a couple of scrimmages, but they've outperformed the senior arms that are there, these uh, young kids, especially uh, the Chris Rodriguez kid and the Liam Peterson. Uh, Liam Peterson pitched yesterday. I'd tell you what, Steve, he was bringing it in around 97, 98 consistently with a really sharp breaking ball, a lot of depth to it. Um, and then Christian Rodriguez, 
uh, nasty changeup. It was always described as a Bugs Bunny type of changeup, and he's got command of his fastball with with that nasty changeup too. Just those two guys right there, they're going to have quite a prominent role in this bullpen, um, I would imagine. If not, anything happens, you never know. Maybe even a starting spot too. But uh, real impressive with the young arms, Steve. Uh, Sully brought in a bunch of uh, bunch of kids that could really uh, do it on uh, the mound, man. What do you think? Well, what's going to be interesting to me is if you think about the number of arms at the end of the year Florida had, there weren't that many. There weren't that right. many that, you know, that Sully really trusted. And so, you know, you can't afford an injury. You can't afford, you know, whatever. So personally, I'd like to see a couple of more arms that, you know, are reliable. Because, you know, do you want – more than one lefty out of the bullpen. If it wasn't Philip Abbott, who was it, right? So, I mean, do you, do you, can you develop a little more depth? I, I hope they can do that. But as far as the field goes, um, a lot of was brought about uh, Shelton coming in from Bama as a transfer, which he's going to be great. But one guy that I, I think flew under the radar was the kid from Liberty. He was first name Jalen. Jalen Guy um, plays outfield, center field, left field. Uh, I think the guy's going to be in the starting lineup. It's going to be tough to keep him out of the lineup. Not somebody that I was expecting to be in that lineup. But uh, just seeing him out there for a few days, just keep that name in mind. Jalen Guy, he's going he's gonna to be a good one, Steve. Okay. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate right, the care, call. Buddy. Yep. Tony religiously goes to practice more than I do in the fall. Um, but, you know, look, I'm not saying you can't win a position in the fall. You, you certainly can, or at least allow yourself to be in the mix. But it's a little bit different when you, you know, fall ball to uh, when you get going there. But, look, Sully's always recruited well, and uh, that shouldn't be any different. Uh, hour two coming up. I'll repeat the question I asked to start hour one. Lots of response to that, uh, and we'll get yours as well. Our thanks to Mike Gillespie, ABC7 in Columbia, for being here to talk about Carolina, and to Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus. Hour two, it'll be us so call us up with your questions, calls, and comments. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Mike Lester is the founder of Talon Wealth. I can't believe how much attention Talon's advertising has been receiving. All I said was, I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity, and nobody should sell you an annuity either. So here's the thing. I was a very successful annuity salesperson back in the day. But I evolved as a financial advisor, as a fiduciary. I just don't know how, as a fiduciary, you can promote products that pay you a commission before your clients make a dime. So all of you out there pushing and selling annuities to your clients, explain to them who's paying for your radio advertisements, who's producing your radio show. After you answer those questions, then explain to me why I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity. That's all there is to it. Mike, you pay for all of our advertising. I produce our radio stuff and I work for Talon Wilt. 
wealth. That's right, Christian. We don't have to sell annuities to provide income to people in retirement. More at guardingyournestegg.com. Advisory services through Talent Private Wealth and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Florida License D056341. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I would say that not only because they're absolutely the best, that they do pay attention and listen to each different patient and what their needs are, what their fears are, how they can help them through the, the different processes that you need to go through to have healthy teeth. And that's what's really important to me. It's the difference between night and day, just having the absolute best and know that that's what I have and um, I'm healthy. And I know that that's what I'm going to be for the rest of my life because this is my team for the rest of my life. It's terrific. This is Dr. Kim Mowry. And if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. When was the last time you had a burger? No, I mean a real burger, not something you got from a drive-thru. If it's been a while, you need to head to Copper Monkey West in Jonesville. The burgers at Copper Monkey West have been voted best in the area for years. They're legendary. That's not all. USDA choice steaks, ribeye, filet, New York strip, and Philly cheesesteaks, chicken sandwiches, salmon, and more. Their sandwiches are now made with boar's head meat. Copper Monkey West has a full bar featuring many local brews, all served to you by some of the nicest, friendliest folks around. Takeout available, Copper Monkey West in Jonesville. Mmm, it really does taste that good. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Tuesday afternoon. I'm Steve Russell. Thanks for making time out of your busy day to join us and talk a little sports. Always enjoy that when you do. Daniel's our producer in the second hour today. Call us up, talk a little sports, 3928255 on the Clear Sound Audiology phone line. You can email srussell at wruf.com. All right, beginning of the show today, I, I kind of just said, look, just, just where are you now in terms of Billy Napier, what he's doing, what his success might be, all of that. I'm going to tell you, uh, I'm not a doom and gloomer. I, I, I try not to be. But I have to tell you, this whole NIL thing has gotten to me a bit. I've said this consistently, and I try to, you know, everybody has a right to change their mind, but I've been pretty consistent with this. The whole idea of anybody working at whatever age is to do what? Make money. That's why we work. So who am I to say that an 18-year-old kid can't get paid by a booster group? Okay. 
but I don't have to like it. And I just don't like the fact that players are being bought. Teams are being bought. I don't know if you saw this. Shane mentioned it today um, on Inside the Huddle. Um, what Mark Stoops said in his press conference after they got whooped um, by Georgia. Okay? And I don't think he was being sour grapes. Uh, I just think he basically said uh, they bought a whole lot of a whole lot of guys over there. Um, and he said, if you want to step up, you better pay up. I mean, that, that's essentially what he said. And I understand booster groups are important. They always have been. You, you raise money to build a building or, you know, whatever else. But I don't know. This, this just seems different to me. Just just seems different. So we'll take your calls, 392-8255. And again, you can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Um, and I, I, I admire Coach Stoops for saying what he said. Um, and he's kind of right. He's kind of right. Let's get some emails here while we wait for some phone calls. We had a lot of them. Patrick says he's happy, way better than I thought. Merch gets an A. Todd says I've been consistent in my summertime prediction at four and eight, five and seven. We can steal Carolina and Arkansas. I'll stick to that. I'm a Napier supporter, recruiting well. Seems team has better skill position than the last few years. I do believe we need an OC. His analytic offense is lethargic and easy to defend against especially with the better teams we have remaining. Great win against Vandy, but a road game with Carolina presents a larger issue with Leggett and Rattler. Carolina's given up sacks this year, but Florida's pass rush hasn't been on fire. Do you see Florida getting pressure in the backfield on the road? Yes, I do. I, I think Carolina's offensive line... Now, they've had a week, a bye week to fix it. Maybe they have, but early on there, Spencer Rattler was like a track guy running for his life. Their, their offensive line has not been very good. Tennessee Mike, hello. Hey, Steve, I want to stay on topic. A little NIL chat with you, and I have a rules question for you as a former coach. Yeah, I mean, I know I that, I'll, but go ahead. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw my rules question at you first. Steve, we, I guess we saw the uh, Bush push, uh, Reggie Bush up there at Notre Dame. Now we're seeing it about everywhere. I guess the Eagles have patented. I guess they call it the brotherly shove. That's kind of cool. Um Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't there like a rule forever that um, you could not aid the runner? Yes. I mean, when, when did it become legal to push the tailback forward? Uh, either this year or last year. It's, it's it's very new. And, yes, there used to be yeah. a rule that said you couldn't do that. Yeah, I miss that. Um, I don't like – I mean, I'd like to see them go back to the old rule. I don't, I don't like seeing a, a tailback being pushed into the end zone. It's a scrum, no doubt. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not a – I, I'm kind of ambivalent about it. I'm not a fan of it necessarily, but if I see it, I don't go, uh, I wish it was back to the way it was. But, you know, rules are changed all the time. 
Yeah, that's right. And you, you send everywhere, but the Eagles seem to think it's an unstoppable play. It usually seems to be, but uh, I don't know. It seems to me like it takes out a lot of strategy around the goal line. I was just curious your thought about that as a former coach, and I missed that there was a recent rule change. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I look at it the other way, Mike, as a coach, okay? If you have that rule, then what is your strategy to counteract it? Because for every offensive play, there's a defense – and vice versa. So do you clog the middle? Do you guess they're going to just try to run up the middle and you put some you know, more beef there? Um, so, I mean, there is some strategy to it. But, you know, again, it's been pretty successful from what I've seen. Yeah, and I saw something crazy like Jalen Hurts can squat like 700 pounds or something ridiculous. Well, that, How do you stop that? Yeah, that helps, no doubt. All right, Steve, two things real quick. One thing on Stoops that's getting a lot of attention, I know he's a long-term coach, but seems like when coaches are new, they come in with either when wait till I get my guys or these are all my guys. And even though Stoops is a, a long-time coach, seems like it's almost he's that he's pulling that wait till I get my guys stuff in the air of NIL. Like like don't blame me, blame my roster. Mm, I didn't I didn't get that sense from him cuz I don't think he's ever made excuses before you know, about what he's had. But I think what he is saying has has a ring of truth to it, that, yeah. hey, we just played that team over there that just bought themselves a heck of a lot of players. He's not complaining. He's not saying, but that's he's just saying that's the way it is, and Georgia has capitalized on it, and we at Kentucky have not yet. Yeah. So if you want to compete a little more, you may have to pony up more. I think it's all he's saying. Yeah, hey, Steve, I listen to Kentucky radio, going back to your coach, and if you're a player on Kentucky's roster and you hear that quote, and these dudes do hear everything in social media, how do you take that if you're a member of the team? And Stoops is pretty much saying um, Georgia's got better players. They do. I mean, I'm a realist. As, as yeah. a player, I'm a realist. If, 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 I if, that... if I go up against a guy – who's better than me, he's better than me. Yeah. I just would think that wouldn't fly real well in the locker room, something you would know as a former coach. Yeah. I I mean, but I think it does fly in the locker room because I'm going to tell those guys, look, see those guys over there? They're they're where they are for a reason. They've got talent. They've got whatever. So, I mean, I think it does resonate in the locker room. All right, Steve, last thing, NIL, i got a question for you. Maybe something I might have mentioned yesterday. If I did, I apologize. Does Graham Mertz have an NIL deal, Steve? I believe he does, yes, but don't ask me what it is or who it's with. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, okay. Well, um, I, Graham, uh, who's the best team in the NFL right now, Steve? The, the Niners? I would think. Yeah, okay. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. I think he's he's playing for 900 and change a season. Um, don't know. I guess he got no signing bonus probably in the, where he was. How many college quarterbacks off the top of your head do you think are making more money than Graham Mertz? Excuse me, than, uh, than Purdy right now? I honestly don't know because I don't know what the market is. Um, because, again, I'll go back to Mertz. I, I remember him when he came here. He already had an NIL, some NIL at uh, Wisconsin. Um, he had a card deal with, I think it was Panini, I think he had a card deal with. Um, so he was getting money already. Now, what, how much that was, you know, were there, were there more deals than that? Uh, you know, I know he was with Athlete Advantage for NIL, so, but I, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. Uh, okay, 
mean, let's say there's 65 or so, give or take, Power 5 schools playing college football in America. Would it be a stretch to say there are probably 30 to 35 quarterbacks in college football right now making more than Brock Purdy? I, I don't know. I, I just don't know the parameter. I can't answer that question. Uh, yeah. It's possible. Yeah, I just, it's uh, possible. That would be my estimate. I would guess half the Power 5 quarterbacks we watch on Saturday are making more than Brock Purdy, and, and, and that, that's where NIL really does make it uh, uh, smelly because how do you, how do you rectify that? Yeah. Hang in there, Steve. All right, thanks, Mike. 113, time check brought to you by Hayes Shillery. Matt, Dick, and D. you are next. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Victoria Alves. The Orioles and the Rangers will play Game 3 of an AL Division Series tonight. The Rangers are currently up 2-0, so one more victory will punch their tickets to the League Championship Series. Live coverage will start here at 7.30. High school volleyball will continue tonight with matches including Oak Hall versus Columbia, Union County takes on Bradford, and Santa Fe plays Forest. Up next, Florida men's tennis wrapped up a busy week of competition at the ITA All-American Championships in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The Gators will get right back into action as the team heads to Atlanta for the ITA Southeast Regional, hosted by Georgia Tech beginning this Thursday until Monday. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Victoria Alves. ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. I have money-saving news for you for Florida healthcare workers and their families. My Healthcare Federal Credit Union is now FICARE Federal Credit Union. Different name, but the same friendly faces, same location, and maybe most importantly, the same great service. Does your current checking account pay you? FICARE will pay up to 5% with no monthly fees. Now, I've been with this credit union for over 30 years. I can't say enough good things about them and about the services they offer, and they're really good people as well. So switch today to FICARE Federal Credit Union. You can find them online at FICAREFCU.org. That's FICAREFCU.org. Whether the game is home or away, Gator fans have been going places. Take your Gator pride everywhere with UF's newly designed license plate. Your plate purchase supports UF and first-generation student scholarships. And don't forget, Florida residents can collect a $25 Gator plate rebate. Visit ufplates.com to learn more. Upgrade to a UF specialty plate today. And remember, wherever you go, go Gators! If you're looking for the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, look no further than Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. Steve Russell here. I've been a customer of Southeast Car Agency for a long time. All the vehicles I've purchased have been great. They'll do the same for you. Go online, secars.com. You can check out the vehicles they have in stock. You can go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue. The Cousins families run this business for 40-plus successful years. That's Southeast Car Agency. It'll never happen to me. I'll never need help. That's what every boater thinks. But then one day, you do need help, and you have no way of getting it because you thought having an emergency locator beacon was unnecessary. You're wrong. Emergency locator beacons are effective, affordable, and they save lives. Seriously. If not for you, do it for them. Learn more about emergency locator beacons at myfwc.com. Brought to you by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. 
Join us for the Hobby Horse Equestrian Games presented by AgPro Companies of Ocala on October 21st at the Florida Horse Park. Enjoy the parade of horse breeds, take a free hayride, and learn horse sports by competing from the safety of a stick horse. Win ribbons and trophies in barrel racing, show jumping, roping, racing, and polo. Don't forget to horse around with us on October 21st from 10 to 6 p.m. at the Florida Horse Park. Free admission for all. Get ready for game day, Gator Nation. Join your fellow UF Alumni Association members and friends to cheer on the orange and blue before each Gator home game at the Gator Nation tailgates. Sponsored by Benefit Hub. Located at Emerson Alumni Hall. Directly across the street from the swamp, you'll have a prime view of Gator Walk. Live music, games, and all kinds of family-friendly fun. Featuring barbecue and drinks for purchase from Mojo's Hogtown and exclusive Gator gear from the UF Bookstore. Learn more and become a member today at ufalumni.ufl.edu. Go Gators! After a storm, unlicensed contractors prey on homeowners. Always hire a contractor with a state-issued license. Verify if your contractor is state-licensed at MyFloridaLicense.com. I was speaking to somebody in the golf industry. He works for another company other than the one I represent, PXG. And he said, do you really like the clubs? I said, I love the clubs. He said, why? I said, well, you go in for the fitting. And it's about two and a half hours. They take you through all the clubs, and they're so knowledgeable. And you get to see all the data there, and they're not trying to change your swing. They're trying to get clubs that adapt to your swing. Right now, you can get a club fitting at PXG. This month, the fittings are $25. PXG fittings, one-on-one, data-driven, totally focused on making sure your clubs deliver maximum distance and accuracy. Beginner, scratch golfer, somewhere in between, PXG. Get clubs that are fitted to you and your swing. Right now, a 30-day follow-up will ensure that the fit is great. Visit pxg.com, learn more, find the closest location, and enjoy a fitting experience just like I did. PXG, nobody makes or fits golf clubs the way we do, period. Pass, set, kill. We are your hall for Gator women's volleyball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Let us get to our clear sound audiology phone line. Matt is first. Matt, hello. Hey Steve, and you, you sort of did this on the on the previous call. I was going to ask you to elaborate on on what you meant by uh, when you, when you were talking about Stoops' comments about this just feels different. What what specifically did you mean feels different about about these comments? Coaches have never, to my knowledge, come out and said uh, they bought a team because you didn't associate that with college. That's what's different yeah. about it. It rings like pro ball where you can go out and spend the money and, you know, through free agency or whatever that is and assemble your team. So that's why it's different. I mean, yes, did, did coaches uh, have uh, transfers that came in? Yes. But remember, we all know this. They, weren't, they were very few and far between. Uh, it wasn't the, the way it is now. So, yeah, that's why – I mean, he did, he came out and just basically said that he they, they went out and bought a lot of dudes. It's different, yeah. just different. 
But now I, I will remind you, uh, Saban did do this just a couple years ago. Oh yeah, I'm not. Um, I'm not saying Georgia is the culprit here. I'm saying the the college game has changed yeah. to the point where now certain schools, if they have the financial resource and the wherewithal to do it, can accomplish that. And I'm not. I'm not at all being defensive as a Georgia fan here. I, I knew that was kind of where this was headed, but I'm not. I, my my point is this. So Saban did sound the alarm because of that incredible class that, that A&M had, if you remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just, what was it, two years ago? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So he sounds the alarm, and then he supposedly several booster meetings after that interview uh, really got after some of the boosters. He did. Well, lo and behold, yeah, lo and behold, guess who has probably the greatest class Bama's ever signed exactly one year later? Yeah. So – so and I know, I know you're not saying that they're doing anything illegal. It's totally legal. We get it, and and I hate it. I, I honestly don't like the new rules. Of course, nobody asked me. <laughs> the one saving grace is the fact that so you have this this he who who has has the the riches wins aspect, but also the transfer portal helps kind of bring back some parity. And uh, you had Gillespie on there talking about South Carolina. Um, look at uh, South Carolina was on the losing end of the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Let's say Florida goes in there and beats South Carolina, which is highly possible Saturday, right? Do mm-hmm. you think the transfer portal didn't have a lot to do with that? Uh, just the way that they – I mean, it killed South Carolina this year. Oh, I, really think, did. I think the transfer portal can be an equalizer, right? right? Or it can be – that's what happened to Carolina. It just depends on yeah. which end of the – spectrum you're on because if you do it right in the port look at oklahoma right yeah. now i don't know who's paid who's not but you know they went and got some players in the portal they apparently spent some money and all of a sudden a six and seven team is the number five team in the country and, and i'm hearing several recruiting insiders whether it's on you know 247 different youtube sites there those guys are now saying look we we knew this would have a huge impact but we were thinking that it wouldn't all be about the money, and, and we were wrong. This is these kids are absolutely going after the money. Now, what's ironic is positions like running back. Um, we all know they're not that valuable in the NFL, um, and you, you've got to get as much cash as you can because you don't know which play is going to be your last. So, what we're hearing now is running backs are the ones being offered crazy NIL money because they are. That is what they're putting uh, first, more so than other positions, because they realize how short their career may be. This may be it for them. Ask, ask Marcus Lattimore. Yeah. You know. All right, you Matt. You- I got to run to some other calls. I appreciate yours. Thank you, uh, Dick. Hello. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to be brief, but um, I think I think this this whole thing with the NCAA they had too much control one time. Now I think it's just kind of out of control, and I'm not really sure. I don't like it. I'm with I'm with some of the other callers. As a, as a longtime football fan, I'm not really liking where it's going to go. Cause I don't even know how it's going to even work someday. You know, you got some teams that are very active in the portal. You got some teams that might start 17, 18 guys at 22 at the portal. But now, when you have recruits come in that are five stars that maybe haven't seen the field and in two years, and you've won eight, nine, ten games, well, you can't go back the following year and bring in and put in unseasoned, unproven recruits in there and win five games, six games. So you almost get kind of locked in. To, you have to do this portal thing almost like Calipari up in Kentucky because once you set a bar, 
a standard. You can't go back down there and, and, and play and win six games now. So I just think the whole thing is going to be really, really kind of just crazy at the end. And I was, I was, I went to the game Saturday. I was going into the Nike outlet there at Celebration Point, and as I was coming in. A lady was coming out. She had a, a a jersey of a player on Florida's team, and you knew it was a relative of some kind, mother or somebody. And I talked to her for a few minutes. I was wondering about her son. I said, "Man, he's on a great trajectory. If he keeps doing what he's doing, he's got a bright future." And she goes, "Yeah, he loves it here. He loves Napier. He loves University of Florida." Uh, the kid's a starter for, for Florida on defense. But she goes, you know what? Dion and Colorado are pressing us hard. She said every day. Yeah. Where it is. Dion. So, so it's almost gotten like there's no control now. I mean, like, you know, coaches and staff and, and teams can just kind of actively go out and recruit, I guess, now. So I think as it gets into it, it's not going to be a very good thing. You have to protect your own roster and – go out and recruit. That's difficult yeah. to do. Dick, I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you for your call. Hi, D. Welcome. Hey, what's up, Steve? Uh, I want to ask, answer your question you posed uh, earlier in the show about the feeling of the fan base. Yeah. Um, you know, I, we talked about this before the Kentucky game. We said, um, you know, we need to hit more, you know, chunk plays down the field because there is going to come a time where an SEC team stops us from running the ball. And, Kentucky held us to 69 yard, yards rushing. Utah held us to 13 yards rushing. And we're averaging 12, point, 12 points a game on the road. So I think the feeling is, especially with me, like I said with Shane, you and Shane yesterday, I want to see a more aggressive attacking game plan because, uh, you know, it just seems that if we fall behind 10, 14 points, uh, the offense is not built to come from behind. And you just – you just can't have a one-dimensional style of play. So, uh, like I said, man, if if we lose this game Saturday in the same fashion that we've lost the other two road games, you know, minus giving up almost 300 yards rushing, I mean, I, I put the Kentucky game more on the defense than the offense. But, again, if the offense can't muster more than 14, 17 points, uh, the, the heat is going to get turned back on, on the fans, with the fans and the media. I agree. I don't, I don't disagree. Now – Let's let's not think they're going to score sixty points because they're no. probably not. <laughs> but yeah, I hear you. Look in today's football, however you do it, right? You you you're going you got to score. It it just it's just how the game is. It's become an offensive game, and the game is built for offense because fans they don't want for the most part you know ten to three games. They want you know forty five forty two games, which is fine. And you have to adapt to that. Yep. So, uh, like I said, man, this is uh, it's either going to go. We all know it's either going to go one way or the other, Saturday. But like I said, man, I just need uh, even the first play of the game. If they're stacking that box, go play action and go deep, man. We we got to make South Carolina, you know, respect our deep game. So uh, that's all I got for you, Steve. Good, man. Okay, D. Thank you. Uh, Lucas says, I don't give a crap what Napier does. I've had faith in the guy because I was aware of his background as a recruiter and a team builder. He says. Just win, baby. Uh, Mike says, I'm a fan that believes with our resources, the Gators should not win less than 10 games a year. Unfortunately, my wife and I, who've had season tickets since 1981, are resolved to permanent residence in mediocrity. A very sad Gator fan. Permanent residence in mediocrity, Mike? 
If that's the case, that is not good, obviously. Um, let's see here. I've got a bunch of these. Kenny says, I find some people are parrots. To listen to people who are not around the UF program, want to repeat it to sound knowledgeable. Certain schemes a team can run and schemes they can't, no matter how much practice that until they have the right pieces in place. I believe we'll continue to see the brand of offense we're seeing until those pieces are in place. I'm good with that. As these young players' skill sets grow, we'll see installations of, from an expanded playbook until those players are consistent as one cohesive unit will continue on this offensive path. William says, I think a confusing style with effectiveness. If Billy lined up in the wishbone and was effective in lining up the scoreboard, you wouldn't hear one complaint from me. You would hear from others, but, but I get you. Bottom line, modern-day football rules are skewed to favor offenses. Totally agree, which means you have to put points on the board consistently. I don't believe Billy's a gifted play caller, nor do I believe we are effective enough to win championships on that side of the ball that simple. Okay? And uh, one last email before break is uh, Pat. Count me as one who doesn't care about Napier's calm approach on the sidelines or during press conferences. I appreciate what he's doing to build the program back up. Obviously, he deserves time. It'd be a terrible mistake to let him go. He needs four years. With that being said, I believe if he doesn't adapt his philosophy and open up the offense, he'll win, not win enough games to survive. That would help the running game. Hope he does because there's a lot right about him. 1.30, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. Still plenty of time to hear from you at ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The future of joint pain relief is here. It's QC Kinetics, advanced regenerative medicine. Amazing stuff. Hey, it's Steve Russell. If you've been told more steroids or surgery are your only options, don't be so fast. Get a second opinion and learn more about how you can harness your body's own healing agents to attack that joint pain. And I'm talking lasting relief. QC Kinetics doesn't mask the pain. These treatments go to the very root of the problem using concentrated healing properties placed directly in your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue. Imagine living your life this fall with no more pain in your knees, hips, shoulder, or back with no drugs, downtime, or surgery. Listen, life's about motion, and QC Kinetics is giving people their lives back with these all-natural treatments. Call QC Kinetics for a free consultation, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. Call QC Kinetics now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. Hey, Steve Russell here. I want to tell you about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations are tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. We know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Roadheaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. 
The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Soon, it will be time to make important decisions about your Medicare prescription drug coverage. Shine counselors provide free, unbiased help in selecting a Medicare Part D or Advantage plan. If you have questions, Shine can guide you through the enrollment period ending December 7th. For more information or to volunteer, call 1-800-963-5337 or go to floridashine.org. Hey, it's Steve Russell. You need to get over to Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries just blocks from the stadium. If you haven't eaten one of their Florida-raised beef burgers, you're missing out. Try their juicy chicken burger with fresh hot fries and a hand-spun milkshake as well. Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street, Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Whether the game is home or away, Gator fans have been going places. Take your Gator pride everywhere with UF's newly designed license plate. Your plate purchase supports UF and first-generation student scholarships. And don't forget, Florida residents can collect a $25 Gator Plate rebate. Visit ufplates.com to learn more. Upgrade to a UF specialty plate today. And remember, wherever you go, go Gators! From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Today, a mixture of sun and clouds turning a little more humid and a little warmer than the past few days. Highs today in the upper 70s. Some spots to our south might make it into the lower 80s. Tonight, increasing cloudiness, feeling more humid. Lows tomorrow morning in the lower 60s. Throughout the day tomorrow, we'll be watching an area of low pressure. That should increase cloud cover and give us a chance for afternoon storms. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. You love the Gators. But how well do you know your gators? The HBC wants you to show us with your Pfizer's vision. Every week, Coach is giving an autographed Pfizer and a $50 gift card away to Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. All you have to do is log on to WRUF.com and guess the total combined points that will be scored in the current week's Gators football game. The closest one to the final tally, without going over, will win an autographed Pfizer and a $50 gift card, courtesy of Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. And it's only here on your home for Gators football. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Gator Talk with head football coach Billy Napier and the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly. Thursday nights at 7, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM. WRUF. This is Torian Green, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on our WRUF radio app. Roger says, thanks many Gator fans expecting a quick turnaround like at USC or Oklahoma. I ask, how many of these quick turnarounds have happened actually last? Urban was a quick turnaround. How'd that work out? Well, it worked out pretty good. Uh, Napier's taking the slow and steady wins the race approach. I'd give him four years. Next year's schedule is just as tough as this one. Need to be nine-plus wins in year four, or I'll be ready to talk about turning the page again. I want Napier to build the program to success the right way and make this a 15-20-20 year position for himself. Regarding 10-win seasons, I think the over-under for Florida should be nine. That's generally a 750 winning percentage. It should be reasonable expectation. Just his two cents. Adrian says, recently in East Tennessee, listening to the radio, they feel the offensive line is what's holding them back. The solution from the radio host was not to wait for players to enter the portal, but for Tennessee to actively contact top offensive linemen in the nation and offer them double 
what they're making. That's going on now. I'm just telling you it is. I'm certain this scenario plays itself out across the nation. Thus, I believe contracts are the only thing that can bring some sense of normalcy. What do you think? Yeah, well, if you have a contract, how is it binding? How does that uh, resolve itself with college? But yeah, because as long as you have a transfer and even a contract, you can write the language in the contract that has an escape clause. So that's no guarantee either. Uh, Andrew, hello. Good afternoon, Steve. Earlier, uh, to go back a few callers there, when you were talking about uh, Coach Stoops making the comments about NIL, and then some were questioning whether or not he was complaining or feeling um, however he was feeling. Um, how about uh, Dion at Colorado walking in early on and uh, telling his team, 80% of you guys are not going to be here, so, you know, get busy. Yeah. Well, that's the way of the world now. And and look, yeah, you can and- afford to do that. Deion Sanders is a lot of things, but he ain't stupid. He <laughs> went to a school. If he wins three games his first year, he's tripled the win total from the year before. So, exactly. I mean... It's a you'd have to you'd have to try to be worse, but he's doing it his way, and we'll see in the long term if it works. It's great now because Colorado is relevant and they play exciting. They don't play a lick of defense, but they play exciting football offensively, and that's great for Colorado. But is it sustainable? And as you heard somebody else say. You know, they're going to go out. They're going to raise money. They want to be, especially with Dion there, he's going to probably demand that. So, yeah, there's going to be, hey, come here, I'll pay you this. I mean, that that's just how it is now. Yeah, he's going to run out of sons uh, soon. No, who's, so you, true, you don't know that. We'll be tested. You don't know that. There's some people with a lot of money mm-hmm. yeah. running around. Hey, hey, Steve, one last thing. I wanted to shift over to the – to baseball real quick um was last night's game uh with the phillies and braves is it not just not a definable to me it was it just defined how crazy a game baseball is one home run and it gets them going and then they turn the game around and win it isn't that something well i mean that happens in football an interception can turn the complexion of the game around, right? A fumble can turn the complexion of a game around. So baseball is no different, right? An error here, uh, you know, a clutch home run there can turn the game around. That that happens quite a bit, actually. Yeah, it's amazing momentum. Okay, thank you, Steve. Yep. Go Gators. Thank you, Andrew. But, you know, we'll see. I mean, the Braves, what they did last night was stop themselves from being down 2-0 which is not an enviable position. So do they have momentum, though, because of that? We don't know that because game three, Phillies could win it. So And it goes back to Philly. Uh, William is up. Hi, William. Hey, Steve. Good afternoon. Um, so now I, I, I kind of have a uh, way to relate to how Jets fans feel <laughs> when their, their quarterback got injured 
who, uh, I mean, let's face it, Aaron Rodgers, come on. There, there's, what, Joe Montana and Marino and a few others that you can name, but he's definitely in the mix there as one of the all-time greats. So needless to say, that was a big loss. And as a Miami fan, our running back getting injured on, you know, at the end of the game, it just seems like I'm not sure, you know, this has been talked about before. I'm not sure that the coach or whoever's calling the plays or or whoever makes these decisions, why was he even in there at that point? Well, you've got a rotation with Mostert and him. Um, I, again, I didn't watch the game. I don't know if they were rotating backs, what they were doing. If somebody watched the game, they can maybe answer that question for you. But, I mean, normally when you have two backs that you use, they're rotated, and he happened to be in there then is my guess. That's my guess. Yeah, kind of ironic. For years, the seasons, it seems like we couldn't get a running back, and now we get one and he gets injured. Um, but, listen, uh, lastly, on the <clears throat> your question earlier about Napier and and – in general, how we feel about the program. You know, I'll go to something you just said about Deion Sanders. Napier, he's not stupid. The guy got a job making millions of dollars. He's doing something right. And it seems to me that with the NIL, and you guys have been talking about that a little bit too, um, He's he has no control over any of that. So, with from that respect, it's even more difficult now than it used to be. So, give the guy a chance. I say you, you got to just hang in there and see what happens. Okay, thank you for your call, William. Good to hear from you. Jim says my thoughts on Napier are a bit hard to express, but here goes. If you watch the Napier offense in Louisiana, you knew what you were getting: run first, short passing second. Uh, among his friends, they enjoy watching teams with a more dynamic offense. A pass-first, run-second offense with downfield passing, more yards, more scoring. Think Ole Miss. I've asked this question many times. Would you rather win 48-45 to or 10-7? to Without exception, it's the former, not the latter. Well, you let me put a word in there, though, Jim. That's very important. Okay? Win. Win. Because if you lost 48-45, to 45, what would you be complaining about? We both know. Okay? That's, that's, the, that's the way this works. But, it, but in general, what you're saying, yes. If you had somebody, if you had 100 people in a room and said, would you rather win 48-45 or 10-7, to 7, again, with the key word being win, it would be, I think, 48-45. People, you know, like to see offense. Um Maybe Napier simply doesn't have the personnel to run any other offense. He appears to want to grind out long scoring drives and win by a point. We had that same offense with Muschamp. We saw how that turned out. Um, Williams says he had a nice conversation with a former Gator football player who played under Galen Hall. His opinion, one needs to quit recycling through coaches. He indicated they need to give Napier time like Kentucky did with Stoops. I totally agree with him. He said Gator fans get very impatient like any other fan base. Well, here's... You can't make a comparison between Florida and Kentucky. You, you can't, in football at least, because it's night and day. 
Kentucky hadn't won anything. If Kentucky wins 10 games, they're celebrating in Lexington. If Florida wins 10 games, it's like, eh. So, the different expectation. Um, Andrew says, can you bring up the positive side of it? Uh, what is it? Playing at bigger, at big schools, switching to smaller schools to start. I don't think we have to throw the whole thing away, but it needs improvement. George has found the loopholes. Oh, I think, okay, NIL now. Um, well, look, the positive side of it is that, A, you can get your team pretty good in a hurry if you make the right moves, and, B, kids are making money. Again, we all work to make money. And some don't like the fact that kids are making money more than you and more than me when they're 18 years old. I get that. I get that. 145, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment coming up, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Victoria Alves. The Rangers and the Orioles will play Game 3 of an AL Division Series tonight. The Rangers are up 2-0, so one more victory will punch their ticket to the League Championship Series. Live coverage will start here at 7.30. In action at the moment are both the men's and women's Gator golf teams, with the men taking on North Carolina at the Williams Cup and the women in the Tar Heel Invitational. Next up, the NHL is back in action tonight, and the Tampa Bay Lightning will host the Nashville Predators for their home opener. The Lightning returned 16 players who saw action with the team last season, including eight of their 10 leading scorers. Top point getter Nikita Kucherov is back after posting 113 points last season. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Victoria Alves. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I would say that not only because they're absolutely the best, that they do pay attention and listen to each different patient and what their needs are, what their fears are, how they can help them through the, the different processes that you need to go through to have healthy teeth. And that's what's really important to me. It's the difference between night and day, just having the absolute best and know that that's what I have and um, I'm healthy and I know that that's what I'm going to be for the rest of my life because this is my team for the rest of my life. It's terrific. This is Dr. Kim Mowry and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Picture a swimmer backstroking through a pool of lime jelly. Now picture yourself getting the new titanium iPhone 15 Pro. Now picture a lion and antelope hugging. Now picture yourself switching to Boost Infinite and getting the latest iPhone every year and unlimited wireless for just $60 a month. Now picture that swimmer again, but this time it's you and the pool is full of iPhones and baby ducks. Boost Infinite, infinitely better. Switch today. Just dial pound 250 and say Boost Infinite. Terms apply. After 30 gigabytes, service may be slowed. Receive a comparable iPhone model each year with an acceptable trade-in every year. Requires credit qualification and 36-month phone financing agreement. You'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dial text message from the station's network. The Florida way to clean your floors. It's time to make the swap. Swiffer Power Mop. Introducing the new Swiffer Power Mop. The all-in-one tool that gives you a mop and bucket clean in half the time. The solution's built right in, so no heavy bucket. And the pad has hundreds of scrubbing strips to get deep into grout. Don't mop harder, mop smarter. Swift for power mop, swift for power mop. 
When was the last time you had a burger? No, I mean a real burger, not something you got from a drive-thru. If it's been a while, you need to head to Copper Monkey West in Jonesville. The burgers at Copper Monkey West have been voted best in the area for years. They're legendary. That's not all. USDA Choice Steaks, Ribeye Filet, New York Strip, and Philly Cheesesteaks, Chicken Sandwiches, Salmon, and more. Their sandwiches are now made with boar's head meat. Copper Monkey West has a full bar featuring many local brews, all served to you by some of the nicest, friendliest folks around. Takeout available, Copper Monkey West in Jonesville. Mmm, it really does taste that good. Steel gives you more than just reliable landscaping tools. Steel gives you battery-powered equipment trusted by the pros. From mowers and blowers to chainsaws and trimmers, take on your outdoor space with the name Pros Trust. Right now, save $20 on the BGA57 battery blower set, including the AK20 battery and AL101 battery charger. Real Steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. Available for a limited time at participating dealers while supplies last. After a storm, unlicensed contractors prey on homeowners. Always hire a contractor with a state-issued license. Verify if your contractor is state licensed at MyFloridaLicense.com. The WRUF Radio app. Your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. All right, our final 10 minutes for today. Uh, I'm a big history guy. Okay. Last year, Florida and South Carolina, under Billy Napier, Florida 38, South Carolina 6. Okay. Now, again, Anthony Richardson quarterbacking, different set of circumstances here. Florida had 374 yards rushing. Don't tell me you can't win like that because you can and they scored 38 points so it isn't like they scored 20 points they scored 38 points and they ran all over Carolina 141 yards passing for Florida that's it so total offense 515 yards so it's proof right there Billy Napier can do that. Now, is it consistent? No. But and was the majority of that on the ground as opposed to the air? Yes. Can you expect to run for 300 yards every time? No. I get it. But just it's interesting that Florida pounded the rock last year and crushed them. And if you remember Montrell Johnson, 161, ETN, 100 yards. Anthony Richardson had 96. They almost had three guys with 100 yards. So you win however you win. That's, that's the lesson here. Do I expect the same thing up there? No, I do not. Don't forget tomorrow, a little more insight into Carolina from a guy who knows Carolina, quarterback Carolina for years. The play-by-play voice of Carolina, Todd Ellis, will join us tomorrow as will Max Chadwick from Pro Football Focus. Laura Rutledge joins us Thursday. The voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, joins us Thursday. And on Friday, you know what day it is, Prognostication Friday. We'll give you some games to pick, and we'll do that. 
BB says, crazy how the Pac-12 is relevant now. It's going away as we knew it. Looking forward to see how Oregon does in October. They play Washington, Washington State, and Utah. I mean, you could make a case that the SEC is the third best conference in the, in the nation this year. You could make a case for that. ACC is pretty good, and the Pac-12, really good. So, yeah, you can make a case for that. Um, all right. Let's get a couple of more calls, I hope, to round out the air. I have a couple of more emails, but you want to call us, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. I saved two baseball questions for last because we don't normally get those this time of the year, MLB questions. Uh, Philip says, have you watched uh, the playoffs? Yes, not a lot, but some. Uh, He said, any surprises? Here's the thing that I think happens this time of the year, and I get it. Baseball's so unique because it doubles the amount of games almost anybody else plays. What do you play, 82 in the NBA? Well, it's 162 in, in MLB, so you work all that time to get home field advantage. And then in one series, it's wiped out. You go home. And some people want to change the format. Um, I'm not for that. Does it stink that you win 100 games and you, you, know, you, you lose the first round of the playoffs? Yeah. But, you know, and there's also been speculation that the Rays could lose Kevin Cash. There's a rumor, and a pretty strong one, um, that the Cleveland Guardians are after him because Francona's retiring. Uh, But Cash said he's very happy and he's under contract. Now, does that mean that you stay? No. He's been with the Rays nine years. I didn't realize that. Nine seasons. One pennant, two AL East titles, five consecutive trips to the playoffs, and he's only 15 wins behind Joe Madden for the most wins in franchise history. But once again, they won 99 games during the regular year, and what happened? Rangers swept them, got them out. It just makes, I don't want to say it makes the regular season irrelevant because you have to do well to get to the playoffs, but just think of that. In two, three games, you're done. Your season's over. Um, so... And remember, a lot of the Rays players this year were hurt. I mean, he, he is a terrific manager. And the Red Sox fired their pitching coach, their third base coach, after another disappointing season. So they were 78 and 84 on the year. The other baseball question is Philip. Uh, and he says if the Orioles get swept, by the Rangers, is that a bad? Is that a disappointing season for the Orioles? Yes, of course it is. When you get swept, it's disappointing. But for the Orioles to win a hundred and something games, but I'd like to go back to the beginning of the year because I picked the Texas Rangers to be in the playoffs. Why? One guy, Bruce Bochy. The dude 
is the most underrated manager in modern baseball. He is. He's won World Series championships. He is a terrific guy. He's also 68 years old. He was retired. The Rangers lured him out of retirement. Um, the Rangers, I looked it up, were in first place for 159 days. And then they kind of collapsed and almost didn't make the postseason, but then recovered to do so. But again, that's a franchise that's been very up and down. He is a terrific manager. I don't know what he does, how he does it, but and remember, he was a player too. Um, but he just gets the most out of their guys. Um, and then Dane Dunning. I got a great story about Dane Dunning and Bruce Bochy. Um, the Rangers were in the midst of an eight-game losing streak, and Dane Dunning was the starting pitcher. He walked four, allowed four runs in the first inning. In the first inning. He walked six in four innings, and he didn't know to be angry or mad or embarrassed. He was angry. Um, Bochi went to him in the dugout and said, don't sweat it. I even struck out every once in a while. And it completely changed the tenor. Uh, he just knows what to say. Um, and he says, uh, and, and one of the other players said, you know, they have, they have, they have team meetings. He said he was in the clubhouse one time all year. That's it. Um, so there you go. And he, he's an old school. Players control the clubhouse. I'll be in my office if you need me. It worked for the Rangers. That's our show for today. Our thanks to Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus talking a little NFL. Mike Gillespie, uh, Gator grad, ABC Columbia TV up there talking about the Gamecocks today. Don't forget tomorrow, Max Chadwick, Pro Football Focus talks college football with you. And Todd Ellis, the longtime play-by-play voice of South Carolina, former Carolina quarterback, by the way, uh, will also join us to talk about the Gamecocks. We hope you will join us tomorrow at noon. Thanks to Daniel for producing today. And uh, we thank you for listening and participating in Sports in Every Day. It's always appreciated. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. I'm Steve Russell. See you tomorrow. Left Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.